you're playing a bad guy, I don't think that twisting the mustache and being like, I want to. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Be evil today. I don't think they think that. I think they think I want to survive like anybody else today and I'm just making some bad choices to do so. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to Scream Dreams, the nightmares that shaped us. I'm Catherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice. And joining us today is Doug Jones. Well, hey, hi, hi, hi. Hey. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my God. Every time you walk into a room, it just, like, lights up. We talk about nightlights on this show. I have batteries. Do you? (laughs) (laughs) That's how it works. (laughs) No, truly, I don't think I've ever met someone who, like, is as, like, sweet and warm and, like, just welcoming to everybody. Bless you. Well, thank you. Gosh, I didn't deserve that, but thank you. No, you. it's Aww. true. Do you do you have nightmares? I feel like you can't possibly. <laughs> I, I haven't had nightmares, like, you know, scary things uh, since I was a kid. Really? But I can tell you in detail what that was. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear remember? right now? They were yeah. that traumatic? Well, for some reason. Okay, when I was a kid, uh, I was one of four, uh, the youngest of four boys, and we all had to rotate on washing dishes, and I absolutely hated it, right? But mom was like, mm, it's your night. So I would be like, uh, I'd stand at the sink for, I would, it took me hours because I was like, I don't want to do this. So I, <laughs> this recurring dream I had, it was more than once, was this woman who did not look like my mom at all. She had like blonde 50s hair <laughs> and like heavily made up with bright red lipstick and bright red long fingernails. And so I would be in, in my dream walking around a corner and there she would be, this woman dipping her hands in and out of dishwater going... Making that noise. I have no idea why, but I wake up going, nah! Okay, what, what, what? Right? So, um, <clears throat> sorry about that. Sorry about that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. So so she kept haunting me in my dreams, this woman. And I don't know what the threat was. The threat, I don't know. I think the threat of... Uh, Getting pruny fingers from doing the dishes. Pruny fingers, maybe. maybe. Yeah. Uh, and also also the not talking. She, was, she wasn't she was saying... That's what scares me is um, when... A figure is is maybe trying to communicate and not doing it, not not using words, mm-hmm. and and um, and me, them not understanding me either when I'm using words. <laughs> so I was like, "What are you doing?" So that that's like we're not we're not we're not meeting at the same place. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's kind of a little bit frightening, you know, because uh, um, the the unpredictability of it. Where, what does she really want? Why is she here? And what are those fingernails going to? Are those going to be in my eyeballs soon? I don't know. That's funny, considering that your career you've played a lot of a lot of non-speaking characters. Yeah, right. exactly. Sometimes right. where communication is the central focus of the film and you can communicate non-verbally I, mm-hmm. I mean I believe, I believe we're doing it right now actually mm-hmm. with our posture and our gestures and our facial expressions we're doing a lot of communicating yeah. right now mm-hmm. uh, with, I pause for one 
Oh, oh, what happened? We just need to pull the mic away a little bit. Oh, oh I'm, I yeah. blasted it too much. No, well, it's just it's <laughs> catching too much of your breath. Uh, it's like a a front facing, so you don't really have to speak to, well, the, into it. Oh, so it's a different, it's different mic than, than ours. You have yeah. to, it's actually it, yeah. a better. I moved it in like to go. Yeah. I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. That is my tendency. It's totally as well. fine. It's just it, is it, is this it'll right? sound unplanned. Is that the better rate? Uh, yeah, that's, that's definitely better. Yeah. So just rephrase wherever you were. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, that's interesting since in your career you've played a lot of non-speaking creatures. Sometimes right. where the inability to communicate is the central theme of the movie. Right. And yet uh, those characters do communicate. Well, let's take the Shape of Water for instance. Mm -hmm. uh, you had a a mute janitor lady mm -hmm. who was not using verbal dialogue, and you had the monster from the uh, the Amazon River in South America not communicating verbally, but they yet they fell in love with each other. So they had to communicate somehow, didn't they? So I believe I believe that more than half of our communication is the visuals we give off. Because you, you can say you can say a line of dialogue, you can say uh, get out in different ways. You can say oh get out, or you can say get out, right? And that's completely different meaning yeah. for the same words, right? So so much is communicated visually. Um, but as a kid in a dream, I didn't know that yet. I just thought, she's not talking. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. What is your process like in going into something non-verbally? How, how do you find the language of that character? I'm sure you're asked this all the time, but. I, I don't hate answering it. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> I don't know. It's, it's a matter of uh, a writer and a script are my, my beginning point. Like, mm -hmm. where does my character fit into the story and what story am I telling? And uh, who am I interacting with and how? Um, and uh, so when you, um, <clears throat> I, I, I believe that, that, that uh, things like touch mm -hmm. and, um, and again, the visuals, the posture, the facial expression, the, the lean or the, or the recoil all speak so mm -hmm. much. So I'm going to go back to the shape of water. I'm sorry, but, but, it's, but it, it's rare that I come <laughs> up against another mute character. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so the two of us, uh, something Guillermo del Toro did that was really super smart. Uh, we had a dance number in that movie. It was a fantasy in her mind that she was in a black and white MGM musical with, with me, and we're like Fred and Ginger dancing. But I'm in a fish suit. <laughs> Rather unique. So, um, <laughs> so, uh, so we had dance rehearsals for about three weeks before the film started, started shooting. And so during that time, Sally and I had a, had a chance to get to know each other and bond. And we were both sharing our fears about this movie. Like it's 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 so important. It's like it's Oscar worthy. We know that going in. It's important to Guillermo del Toro. And I've worked with him you know, on five movies before that, so I didn't want to let him down, and she didn't want to let him down. We we're both like having imposter syndrome. <laughs> we went through a lot together during those dance rehearsals. We laughed, we cried, we sat, and and we also learned a dance number. And so uh, so trust was built during that time. When you're doing dips and lifts with somebody in a dance number. Trust has to be there anyway, mm -hmm. but then emotionally, and, and you know, she could even confide in me like a, you know, something went wrong with dentally. With I, I need to go see a dentist today. I'm like, oh, and she was like whispering, do you, what should I do? I'm like, okay. So, back and forth and back and forth, and then by the time the camera rolled on us, we had a relationship in place, and trust in place, and so that I hopefully, hopefully that communicated. I, I uh, the touch thing I mentioned. Um, words we can deceive with words, but when you touch someone or hug someone or you can tell you can tell there uh, you can't lie with touch i don't think as nearly as much mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you have to be really good at it to lie yeah. so your touch really does in indicate a lot and so uh, so those two characters fell in love with their visuals and with their touch mm -hmm. 
Would you describe yourself as like a touchy person? Oh, good gosh, Because I've already yes. noticed in our <laughs> conversations today, you've already like reached out and grabbed people. I remember yeah. uh, my, my now wife, Chelsea, and I met you uh, briefly on the floor of Comic-Con back in like 20... 15 or something oh, yeah. and you were just kind of walking around on the floor yeah. and uh we saw you and we're like oh that's doug jones and we have a picture with you and the picture we're our faces are like right up next to each other you just yeah, like yeah, yeah. Schmooze, schmooze boogie, our boogie, face boogie, together boogie. Yep, okay, yeah. it's like whenever i show that picture people are like oh are you guys really good friends it's like no we just randomly met that day he's just <laughs> such a warm we are now yeah. <laughs> but it's so grounding like I, I i think every time i've met you you've just grabbed my hand with both of your hands and i just <laughs> auto like I think, especially in the convention scene, it can be kind of daunting for a lot of us at, at any point when you're coming in because you're just around these incredible artists that you've admired who are your peers, but you, imposter syndrome, you never feel like no, that. No, I don't no, belong no here, all that, yeah. And so it's just kind of, at least for me, I get uh, Jenna, our friend who you know, uh, Jenna Canal, who you know very, mm -hmm. very well. Um, she jokes, uh, Catherine will always be late because she's in her room pacing. She's so nervous. And oh, it's true. I, oh. I to come down, I get so nervous. But every time I've seen you at a convention, you just like bring me right down to like, oh. you do, you do, you just ground it. I'm sure you're like that for everybody. And I think it is the oh. touch. Well, thank you. I, that's very, very sweet of you. I was never, I wasn't always a hugger. Really? Um, yeah. When my dad passed away when I was 18 years old, so it was kind of early. He was only 50. Oh man. And, um, and I, again, had been kind of a geeky kid that didn't, you know, didn't feel like I belonged. I was made fun of a lot. So I had to develop a sense of humor. So it was all about this and then run away. Mm -hmm. uh, and when my dad passed away, my three older brothers and I all hugged on for the first time in ever wow. <laughs> at his funeral. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, this feels right. I am a hugger and I have my love language is touch. My number one is touch. So I thought, I'm going to keep this in, in my act <laughs> from, now, from yeah. now on. And uh, so I became a hugger that day and have never stopped since. I, from 18 years old till now I'm 63. So it's been a while. Yeah. Been a while. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm also a hugger. And just like when I'm talking to people, I really like to, you know, just like connect with them. Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you ever start second guessing yourself, especially in like recent years where there's more of a conversation about like consent and oh, maybe gosh, misinterpreted yes. touches mm -hmm. and stuff like that? I, when, you, I never want to be that guy. Exactly. That is misinterpreted. You never want to be misinterpreted, right. even though you just mean it from probably like a friendly, you know, a humanist level of connecting person to person. Right, right. Well, yeah. especially at, at the convention, doing the convention circuit, meeting mm -hmm. meeting fans, there's a line of people there waiting for you. And I, I, I hug everybody, but I but now I've taken to saying, is it okay if I hug you? Yeah. Uh -huh. And then they'll get consent. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it's a, it's easily fixed. Yeah. 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 I, I love though that you, you are so aware of it. I think, I think you are aware of boundaries and consent more than any not to like throw a lot of straight men under the bus, but like you are, I, I think like in our friendship, I, I really admire you, James, in that you're always like checking in and uh, for women and, and marginalized people and making sure that, you know, we feel seen and respected. It's it's huge. I, I think I would never second guess a touch from you. Well, that's good. <laughs> you know? I'm glad, thank you. It's nice to hear, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and same yeah, with yeah. you. I think there's just certain people who just give off this like, you know it's genuine. No. But that is, you're, you're talking about nonverbal communication. Exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, have you heard that concept of the five love languages? Like, mm -hmm. There's yeah. a physical touch. There's words of affirmation, gift giving, and receiving. Favors or uh, a, uh, uh, acts of service. Yes, acts of service. Like yeah. you know, I love you. I'll wash the car, kind uh -huh. of a thing. <laughs> and then also, and um, uh, quality time. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And and people different. I, I'm glad I when I saw the, that book, I was like, oh my gosh, this makes perfect sense. 
because not everybody speaks the same languages as their number one, you know, communicator for, yeah. for love. And so you, you can feel rejected by somebody when you've reached out in a certain way with one of those languages that they don't really speak as well. Yeah, so you're something like, oh, that they you prioritize me. where it's like, oh, I, no, can't you see how much I love you? I'm, I'm doing all this stuff for you. And they're like, yeah, but you're not spending quality time or with you're me. not telling me you love me every day. I need yeah. the words, what, whatever it is. Yeah, right, exactly. And so different people need the different uh, right. types of language. Right. So and once you figure that out, it's like, oh, this makes better sense. We can understand each other and try to speak each other's language more. And because Mrs. Lori and I are hit and miss with that. I'm <laughs> my top two are like probably uh, physical touch and words of affirmation. I'm a talker. OK. And she's more quality time and acts of service. Mm -hmm. So it's like we woo woo. So once I got oh. that, it's like, I will wash the dishes. That will tell her, you know yeah. what I mean, or whatever. And my wife and I, I, I would say, also have different love languages because, like, yeah. I'm an acts of service. Like, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm doing all this stuff, and she's more quality time. And it's like, which you really have to carve out, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. Like, I know. I'm, I'm, oh yeah, okay. We should probably also <laughs> hang out and just talk. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're together, mm -hmm. kind of a thing. Right, yeah. right, yeah. right, right, right. So it's good to recognize those, and then you can. Don't you love that, that we have this Scream Dreams logo here, <laughs> and we're talking about our love, love languages. languages? No, but I, kind of, <laughs> I, I, love, I love that we talk about this all the time. Like, and and, and Nick, you, you're a master of this, right? Like exploring fear and like how it brings us together in an interesting way. Because mm -hmm. when you're scared, we we talk about this a lot on the show. Like, it's the closest you can be to understanding what another human is going through without mm -hmm. going through it yourself. Mm -hmm. But then everything comes up and you're kind of united in this thing that you've just gone through together. Right. So it is kind of a, a love journey in a way. It kind of, it, fear is very bonding, isn't uh -huh. it? I mean, because uh, when you're in a scary movie, you grab somebody, right? Yeah. And they're grabbing you back. Like, you're holding on to each other. Yeah. And once you're through the movie and you survived, it's like, we did it. High five. <laughs> we, we made it. You know, that's a that's a bonding thing. Yeah. What scares you? Are you, are like, you play sometimes these, like, no, I, I well, some are terrifying. I've a lot of your monsters are, or creature character, nonverbal like characters misunderstood. are not. Yeah, misunderstood. Yeah, I mean, yeah. the one that got me, and I will never forget this because I'm a huge Buffy girl. Like, uh, growing up, Hush, obviously, was just like, for me, that was the first time Buffy scared me i loved the creatures in buffy i loved they did a great job of like always making the creatures really interesting and kind of compelling even if they were evil mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hush was the first time i was scared watching watching that show so i get i mean so yeah what does scare you then what what gets you mm -hmm. not much okay. uh because because I've, since i've been there and done that and played so many of them yeah. uh because uh, uh oh yeah <clears throat> for me it, if you if you put, it's the nonverbal thing again when uh, when I don't understand what's happening, um, uh, the, what's unseen around the corner kind of a thing is mm -hmm. is scarier to me than like ah, in the face because yeah. I've done that before and it's like eh, you know yeah. but um, but uh, the t the two characters I've played that scare me when I watch them and I and again I I, I can watch myself and go mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in the most gruesome of things but. Uh, the pale man from Pan's Labyrinth. Great. Uh -huh. Again, nonverbal, didn't talk. He was just wanting to eat. Mm -hmm. Right? That's it. Yeah. And saying, the whys. It, why is he why doing this? this? That's not answered for me. That scares me. Like, uh -huh. if, I, if I knew why, maybe I could fix this yeah. uh -huh. and get out of here alive. But, but um, and then also the gentleman from Buffy. Also, that, that creeped me out when I watched that episode uh -huh. back, the Hush episode, because we were smiling. And doing dastardly. We were cutting out seven hearts and had to take them home in jars. And no one explained why. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
uh, what can we do to, to like not have this happen wasn't answered. So um, so that's frightening to me is when I, I, I'm a detail person and mm-hmm. I want everything like I want to jot off like my list for the day. And making that monster stop wanting my heart would be one of them. And I don't know how to check that off. Uh-huh. Yeah, that scares me. Exactly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you, do you have to come up with the why then to convincingly play a character? Well, I think with it? You, as an actor, you want you know you try to come up with your reasons. Like we, because uh, we only, I think the gentleman only, in Buffy only came around so many years. It yeah. wasn't every it wasn't every year. And once we had our seven hearts, we went away for a while, satisfied. So was that to keep like mm, where do we go? Where do we live? Was that to keep a life force going or so, of some way? Because we obviously are not mortal. So we must have some kind of mm, immortal need for these mortal hearts, and then they'll give out at some point, so we need to come and collect some more, I guess. Uh-huh. That was my idea. Well, uh-huh. I don't know. <laughs> and the pale man, um, gosh, <laughs> in from Pan's Labyrinth, when little Ophelia comes down under into the, you know, uh, I played the fawn in that movie too. Yeah. So, of course, oh, yeah. uh, uh, in Guillermo del Toro having me play both of those characters, I thought he was just a cheap ass who wanted to get two parts for, for you know, for the price of one. <laughs> Partially true, but <laughs> but the other part was that the the fawn had kind of created all these tasks for Ophelia to pass so that she could become the princess and take her rightful place in the underworld once again because she had forgotten her past. So, uh, so the pale man was one of those tests that he set up for her, and he warned her, you know, about about him. He's very dangerous, muy peligroso, <laughs> and uh, and whatever. You, you don't eat anything while you're there. So mm-hmm. here she gets down there, and there's this lavish table of food set up. And uh, she couldn't help herself, and she grabbed a grape, and that woke me up, and then I come after her. So you see, um, I had I had withered away. I have very saggy skin. All that was like, again, that was a six-hour makeup application. Oh, boy. All glued on to me um, with silicone saggy bits. And um, Who did the makeup in that one? Uh, DDT Efectos Especiales from okay. Barcelona, Spain. Okay. And they won the Oscar for Best Makeup yeah. that year. Yeah, so they were delightful people. Uh and they, um, so, uh, so he kind of he 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 awakens and and is like all he knows is that he's hungry. Again, when you're playing a bad guy, I don't think that twisting the mustache and being like I want to be evil today, I don't think they think that. I think they think I want to survive like anybody else today, and I'm just making some bad choices to do so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So uh, I, he's he's just kind of he wakes up hungry, and because of all the sagging bits, I thought, oh, he probably was robust and full at one point, but he mm-hmm. fell asleep because no one came to visit him and he's withered away. Now he's waking up because someone actually ate off of his table like they weren't supposed to do. And now it's like food time, food time. There she is. Ah, that's yeah. all he knew is it's like, it's like, you know, slice of beef. He didn't know any different. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, so there's the threat is like, why wasn't answered. <laughs> and so here's this girl running from him. So that terrified me watching myself in, in that case too. So, um, yeah, but his his backstory was just hunger, I think, if if anything, and he was just trying to survive like anybody. And uh, unfortunately, she happened to be uh, what he thought was lunch, <laughs> right? <laughs> you you mentioned the the six hour process for that. Yeah, what was the most extensive makeup? 
process yeah, you've I, gone I, this through. This is a, a, very, a very good question that yeah. I get asked a lot because mm. everyone, how long did that take? Yeah. Um, uh, so the longest makeup application process ever for me on a daily basis. Yeah. Uh, now, now, the test makeups are going to be the longest. Sure. And the longest test makeup, I think it was 11 hours once for, uh, might have been uh, the first Hellboy movie, um, Abe Sapien, when I played the blue fish guy in that. And then also... I was a, I was a cameo at the end of quarant uh, yeah, quarantine. Mm -hmm. I was the thin infected man. Oh, okay. The, right. kind the American of American remake of Rack. Yeah. All I was yeah, yeah. right exactly. Mm -hmm. And all was all I was wearing was whitey tidy underwear. But yeah. I was also like an old. I was afflicted with rabies that I self inflicted, mm -hmm. and um, and was kind of an older fella. So they and I had like a, a a swollen forehead and like scraggly hair and and from head to toe like uh, airbrushed or glued on sagging pectorals bonier shoulders than my own so it was all glued on and then edges blended so that took artistry uh, mm -hmm. so the the test makeup for that was about 11 hours and those but so, luckily with test makeup you don't you're not filming that. you don't have to film you're not filming yeah. perform. That exactly that's yeah. why they can take their time and be like precise mm -hmm. do, 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 do you like that color i don't know do, 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 do. Yeah. right that's the test makeup day but yeah. then ongoing basis was was back to abe sapien in the first hellboy movie it was seven hours a day Ooh, and so, then so it's seven hours in the chair, and then you and go then and you shoot. work for twelve hours, yeah. and then yeah. you have two hours of cleanup. Ugh. So it's oh, you a, had a removal. Oh, no, yeah, removal, right? Mm -hmm. And then you're back in it the next day. So I didn't sleep much that year. I bet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Dear, oh my gosh. <laughs> but uh, but even those seven hours, uh, they're not building it from the ground up every day. Mm -hmm. They are pre-made prosthetically. Now, for instance, when I uh, Star Trek Discovery, uh, I'm an alien named Suru, with a uh, head and hands kind of makeup. And it looks very, very detailed. And, and I tell people that's only two hours a day. Now, how could that be only two hours a day? Because they do most of the work ahead of time. Mm -hmm. All the sculpting and molding and pre-painting is Yeah, done. they can paint the process. That's all done at the, at the shop. Right. Yeah. Getting it onto me is the last step. Yeah. Right. So those makeup times can vary, you know, everywhere from two to seven hours. At depending. this point, do you have a, a time limit that you're like, no, I can't do this anymore? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I mentioned, I, was, so much. I mentioned I was 63, right? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> So, um, with, with, yeah, I, the older I get, the older the process gets, I think. But uh -huh. so I'm not just I'm not saying a flat no to, mm -hmm. to a time limit. It, um, but I am getting more picky. Uh, the, the, does the story sing to me? Does the character sing to me? Um, and do I really, really want to be a part of this? Is it a story that I need to help tell? Mm -hmm. uh, that I'm, I'm considering that way more now than before. It's like it's a gig, it pays, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, <laughs> like uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say like Jack Frost too, which is which you weren't oh, in makeup for. I was, but I'll always bring it up just because <laughs> I remember watching that movie and be like, it's fucking Doug Jones, dude. Bless your heart. <laughs> Bless your raft. heart for even knowing that. My <laughs> Ooh, Jack uh, Frost yeah. the Revenge of the Killer Mutant I Snowman. actually, well, we have a game later. I it's thought I thought about throwing that in there. Oh, you should have. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's a classic. So, Did you? <laughs> oh, it's so, in there. Ah, so, <laughs> so, so, uh, so like that. Uh, but I'm I'm pursuing more human characters now. Yes, yeah. And yeah. in because of because of my history and my resume and what I'm known for, a lot of those characters, human characters that are, are seeking me and uh, the offers I'm getting are like a, de a demon in human form mm. or a dastardly uh, serial killer or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting that a lot. And um, are you fine with that or do you also want to play I'm, Again, more? Again, it's like I'm getting a little picky with that. Sure. Uh, I'm not a lover of blood on the wall splatter, mm. you know, uh, torture porn. I'm yeah. not really a fan of that. I'm more, it, when I do horror or dark movies, I'd like it to have a redemptive quality to it, mm. whatever that is. Did we learn a lesson? Did the did good win over evil? Yeah. I, li I, like, I like that kind of storytelling better. Yeah. Is there like a dream like kind of character 
creature or otherwise you'd like to take on or like well I, as far as as far as like anything non-human goes uh, i think i've played them all yeah <laughs> to, to my to my yeah. satisfaction yeah uh but <laughs> what what's left would be i i, I was uh, if you asked me this a few years ago i would have said a vampire but i've, I've played several well, now yeah what we, what we do in the shadows, right? Yeah. Yeah. What we do in the shadows. I love him. I love him. Yeah. Uh, and then I've also was uh, uh, an, an ancient vampire on uh, Guillermo del Toro's uh, The Strain, if you remember that show, yeah. uh, recurring in about six episodes. And then I also, um, I have a, and I finished, we completed a Nosferatu movie remake. Oh. Uh, years ago that it still is not out yet we just it finally got through all the post-production and we had a couple of test screenings at, at conventions i was at in detroit and dallas oh went nice. super well and the audiences really responded well so it's done and ready but distribution isn't with us yet yeah. so i'm not sure what state it's in and we're, we're running you know who's chasing us is Robert Eggers' Nosferatu. Yeah, yeah. Right. that's what I first I thought you were talking with about. Bill Skarsgård like, in, in the role that exclusive? I played. Yeah, so I, okay, he's younger and hotter. We got to get ours out first. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want I don't want to be the the copycat. Yeah, so uh, yeah, so hopefully that'll be out this year. Still, uh -huh. I hope so. Yeah, because it's done and ready. A lot of vampire stuff lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Last and I, Voyage and I, of the Demeter uh -huh. and right, right. Uh, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I love the vampires. I love the vampires. Yeah, yeah. So. um and with, with Nosferatu, too, our version is is kind of an interesting mix of the old movie from 1922 mm -hmm. and the new movie, mm -hmm. uh, uh, and the new one we're making. So all, all new actors, but we were filmed on green screen and combined with the old movie. So they, they created backdrops from the old film okay. that I got to play in the same environment Max Shrek did when he played Nosferatu. Oh, <laughs> and we might have had, uh, and, but with dialogue and sound. So there's it's a more completed movie now. Because silent mm -hmm. films, there's a lot missing. You know, mm -hmm. what are yeah. really, you know you'll see people doing this and... And then you'll, a dialogue card comes up that says, yes, mother. <laughs> he said way more than that, right? Yeah. So, so our movie does flesh out all that. And it stays very oh, true cool. to the original film, though. Yeah. So I'm really, really happy with it. And it's in black and white, ours is. Oh, cool. And I believe that Robert Eggers is in color. And he might have taken some, you know, Robert Eggers liberties. I don't know. I don't sure. know. We'll find out. He's a great filmmaker. So I can't wait to see his. Yeah. And also, I can't wait for ours to be seen. Mm -hmm. well, no, kind of, there's no reason we can't have both. Well, the thing with stories like that, I think, is also like they're 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 classics for a reason. Any sort of like archetypal trope, right, right, is is something that can be reinterpreted by different people, and it and it looks different when different people interpret it. Mm -hmm. You know, your version of Santa Claus, for example, is not going to be <laughs> James' version won't be. of Santa Claus or my version of Santa Claus. You know, they're all going to be different. And that extends to any to demons, to creatures, to just people. Yeah. You know, even if you're, you know, uh, your Macbeth is different from someone else's Macbeth. Right, 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 right. You know? We all put our own spin and our own personality into it. And yeah, it's important experience. not to just do an impersonation of the person who had right. the role beforehand. Exactly. exactly. Uh, literally, I was just talking about this with Chelsea last night because we are taking an acting class right now and, and the instructor mentions that we're doing these scenes don't try to just in, like uh, Mimic. imitate the yeah. person who's done yeah. it and she had the perfect example yeah think of um, the Joker just all the different classic Jokers iterations yeah. of it all True. completely unique spins mm. based on the personal actor mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. it's never too late to make a, a classic uh, version of a, an old character 
Yeah. yeah. Is that one you'd want to do? I feel like you would be a No Joker? Joker. Yeah. <laughs> I'd rather do Riddler, to be honest with you. Ooh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. And I, <laughs> if yeah. I'm in the Batman world. Yeah. Now, you remember, I was in Batman Returns, by the way. I was one right. of Penguin's sidekicks. Oh, uh, he, okay. he hung out with the Red Triangle Circus gang. Yes, yeah. yes, And I was, right. uh, I was Thin Clown in the credits. You hung out with Danny? Let's be honest. A little bit? Uh, hung out with Danny a little bit, yeah. 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 Uh, every, every, we were sat in makeup chairs next to each other. Oh, cool. And, uh, <laughs> and he called me, how you doing, kid? <laughs> this tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking up at me. How you old doing, were kid? you at the time? How old were you? Uh, I was. Oh, yeah, good question. I was 31 oh, wow. while we were filming that. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, are you the the? I know you said you're the youngest of four brothers. Are you the tallest? No, no, no. My my tall. Uh, I my tallest brother is six six. Oh wow! And I am six three. I was six three and a half. I think I've lost an inch somewhere. Sure. Yeah, that uh, happens. Might be in the car. Uh, <laughs> but um, and then my other two brothers were started at six three. So who knows what they are now? Because okay. we're all older yeah. fellas now. <laughs> and do they all work in entertainment? No, no. We're all so different from each other. My oldest brother Bobby is a uh, he is a PhD in molecular biology. He was oh, a college wow. professor for years. Okay. Retired now. Brother Tommy uh, is a marketing genius. He was he was with uh, he's been with in the corporate world from one company. Yeah. To, uh, he actually worked with Hallmark for a while. Oh. Wow! In their in their ambassador cards division. Uh-huh. Uh, but and then uh, he's retired now as well. And then Brother Richie is a uh, clinical. Uh, I'm sorry, is a licensed therapist in the state of Indiana. Wow! So, very, yeah, very so, different. So he's psychology boy. Yeah. And nice. then I'm actor boy. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, but I I can glean a lot from them. In, yeah. uh, I I've used all of them, my, my brothers, in character studies and uh, and uh, helped them get me on film in in a character that that draw. My brother Bobby, especially, he's the scientist. So I played a lot of mad scientists. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or even on Star Trek Discovery with all of my uh, science talk as Saru. Oh gosh, those scripts. <laughs> You've memorized dialogue before, yes, right? Yes. Yep. When you're memorizing science fiction dialogue in blocks of, of with terminology that doesn't exist in the real world mm-hmm. and blah, 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 names and ranks and, blah, 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 and orders and oh my gosh. <laughs> so I channel my brother Bobby because he talks like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you have you uh, ever felt – do you feel support from them in your career path or have you oh, ever yeah. felt like – a lesser than or that they've ever looked down on you no, anything well, like that well you know when you'll grow up in indiana and you sure. say i want to be in showbiz it's mm-hmm. like great what else you want to do yeah. yeah what do you uh, really want to do really, yeah, yeah. Right. that's that's a cute idea uh-huh. uh, uh but you know and um but but as I've as I've come up, um, you know, when they would see me on their TV, or I'll give my mom is the best example. God rest her soul. She passed away about ten years ago. But but uh, she was sent out the Christmas family newsletter every year and would oh. call, and would refer to me as a struggling actor. In Long into my career. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh god. Doug's still a struggling actor out in L.A. <laughs> And I was like, she just, and, you know, and she didn't really understand what I was doing or how, or, or what, how much I was making. She didn't understand. No, no, no it's fine. I didn't want to correct her. So you know, at least put working actor, mom. <laughs> Something. Yeah. I, I send her letters like going, hey, watch me on CBS tonight. I'll be blah, whatever. And she would tune in and go, that's cute. So. My family's but no, like that it was at, it was at the beauty parlor. She was getting her hair did. Okay, she was getting her hair done, and and uh, the 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 um, tattooed nose ring girl that was working on her uh-huh. was talking uh, with another girl uh, in the shop about oh it's got about um, Hellboy, the, yeah. uh, the Hellboy movies. I think it was after two thousand eight when the second one came out, and my mom's like Hellboy. I think my son's in that, <laughs> and and so the lady's like, who's your son? Uh, oh, he, okay. He played um, 
like a fish blue guy. And the girl goes, the girl goes, your son is Doug Jones? And my mom was like, you know, you know his name? I'm like, yes. Oh my gosh. So all the girls in the shop are like, oh, you go to Doug. This is Doug Jones's mom. And so she was so she was like, well, you were kind of taken with it. I hope the newsletter changed after that. Yes. yes. What when, did it say? Uh, well, I fish mean, actor? My esteemed son. My esteemed yeah. fish actor son. <laughs> Critically acclaimed son. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but so that, but she uh and then I was at her house once after that, uh, in, and uh, visiting in Indianapolis, where we lived. She was there, um, and um, she had a, a, a maintenance man coming over to fix the air conditioning. And when I was visiting, and uh, and by then I had given her like I had been doing the convention, so I gave her mm-hmm. like a copy of all my eight by tens. There were like thirty of them. From <laughs> yeah. I signed all of them to mom, and I wrote the notes on all of them, and I gave her as a package one time before this. <laughs> so. Uh, she, the, 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 the air conditioning guy came, I was sitting in the dining room working on something. And then, um, all of a sudden she comes into the dining room going, Oh, he's in here. (laughs) Oh no. So here comes this maintenance guy, Mr. Jones. It's so nice to meet you. Hi. I'm like, nice to meet you too. I'm looking at mom. What? (laughs) And, uh, he's, I really loved you in the, uh, fantastic four movies. I'm like, Oh, 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 okay. So mom had taken one of my eight by tens, the Silver Surfer, yeah, <laughs> and left it on the counter where they would be settling up the bill. Oh, <laughs> oh a my subtle God. little thing just to leave it there as a visual. And so he's like, they're they're doing, he's writing his her uh, you know invoice and whatnot. Going, where'd you get that? <laughs> oh, oh, that's that's my son. <laughs> <laughs> your mom that's I love amazing my mom too. <laughs> oh gosh and so it, well, he's here and that's why and then that leads up to oh here he is in the dining room yeah did she get a good discount yeah right no i would hope so <laughs> it didn't work for me uh, I, I, got, I got pulled over by a cop in beverly hills uh and <laughs> for, for, like, do you know I, 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 I might have rolled through a stop sign let's just say and uh so um so the co- the the police officer asked me where are you headed and I said, I'm going headed to a costume fitting. It was for a commercial mm-hmm. years and years ago. And uh, and so he goes back to his car, runs all my stats, and comes back and says, were you the Silver Surfer? <laughs> and I said, oh, this is it. Yes, yes, I was. Oh, it's really great. Well, here's your ticket. And you <laughs> I feel like here in LA it that doesn't fly. It didn't work in no. Burbank, but not Beverly Hills. Yeah, yeah. Like, it'll work on you know on the highway in Oklahoma, but not here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Right, 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 right. That's okay. And I, my grandmother, and she also recently passed, and and I was very close with her and adored her, and and she's an incredible, incredible woman. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, we were, I was um, home just before with her, and took her to church. She's very religious, and then we got breakfast, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I was saying something about something I had to do for taxes this year, and she goes, oh. So you do make money doing that. Oh, heavens. And, and I was like, yeah, yeah, like it's my full t- my full-time my job. Time, yeah. And um and she was like, "Oh, that's so good. You know, I always thought you were What's that thing French people are? Destitute? No. Bohemian." <laughs> that, 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 oh, right. Like you're living on someone else's couch, <laughs> yeah, burning incense. Destitute, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and I it love it. The sweetest it. thing cuz she is so supportive. Of like course. we wrote letters back and forth, but yeah. she, she didn't care what I did as long right. as I was happy, but she really genuinely did not think oh, no. I I made a living. That's doing just this. precious, isn't it? I, know. I don't know what she thought I was doing in my my free time. But. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Rumble. Oh, I, I hope she's with us today. I think she is. Yeah. What do I feel? What is that? Does is it feel it, like warm? It's yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Comforting. Like extra sugar in your coffee. You know? Yes. <laughs> What's happening? Oh, I think ready it's here. For a side Oh, here I am. It's great to time. see you guys again. Duh. Oh, it's you didn't know well, who was coming in today. I didn't know, I didn't. It was shocking. We've known each other yes. for a while. Love yes. You. Love you too. Well, I'm so glad to see you here with us today. It was a nice surprise. Yeah. And you guys were talking earlier about all the, you know, different roles that people have played and what do you want to play? And you wanted to play a vampire at one time and you did get to yeah, play I got a vampire. I've played several now. Yeah. You yeah, played several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm not really a creature actor, but I I actually want to play creatures, so oh, really? can we switch? Because I want to <laughs> play more creatures, and you want to play more humans. You know, humans. Yeah, yeah. But I really enjoyed playing a vampire too. And when I did Jacob's Wife, that was one of the things that I was just saying that I wanted to play one of those classic characters mm-hmm. of horror. Yeah. You know, and I got to play that and manifested know, it. That 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 was. Uh, I, I wasn't in like makeup or anything but I got to wear the teeth and yeah yeah, yeah I don't know and I, assume something that was not I, quite human quite yeah yeah, quite, yeah 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 not quite me and like superhuman in a way yeah because mm-hmm. yeah yeah vampires are more self-actualized people in a way they're stronger and faster. more confident and faster mm-hmm. and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. get so more sleep get more sleep <laughs> <laughs> they do they, they do sleep. Sleep. Yeah. especially like during the winter time mm. they yeah. must get yeah, right. when the, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. or no summertime, or no, yeah, the summertime, summertime when, the, when the days are longer yeah. yeah but actually when you're saying that I, I I was thinking did I sleep in somewhere someplace that was different I didn't actually do that when I was when, in Jacob's wife no she didn't I just slept with my husband <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> well you were also kind of like becoming a vampire like you were like I was still becoming yeah. a vampire Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah. yeah. Vampire lore goes all over the place. It does. It? It's kind of pick it? and choose. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. some, some vampires are burned by the sun, some turn sparkly. I know. I'm just saying. That's a whole yeah. other option. That's a whole of other. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's a whole other movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right there. Mm. Cool. Well, uh, we're going to play a game today. Oh, we are. I, f- I figured the bowl meant something. I have a bowl. <laughs> she just brought a, a treat for us. Yeah. 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 So, Hope you okay. like paper. <laughs> Actually, you know I was going to be here today because during the break we were saying, okay, how many roles have you played? Yeah. We, we just don't know. I Do don't, we? I, I'm not quite sure. I look at IMDb myself. They're like, oh, I, I was in that too. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, there's so <laughs> many. And after a while, you kind of forget, right? You do. You do. Um, you do. But we remembered a few of them. Oh, dear. So we have a few different movies in here. Okay. And we're going to play this game where we're going to pick uh, one piece of paper out of the bowl, all of us. Mm-hmm. Oh. And then, based on the character that you played in that movie, we're going to come up with our own little version of what that movie is. Mm-hmm. Is that right, Catherine? Yeah. Catherine, even though I'm the sidebar, she creates <laughs> most of the game. Oh, so is that Catherine. is that correct, Catherine? Because I haven't played this game yet. Yes. Yeah, we played it with uh, Greg Nicotero mm-hmm. previously. So basically, we will all go around and pick a film, and we will have to create either you will have to create a character creature or otherwise that could live in all of the worlds or a story that is like the hybrid universe of all of these worlds oh. okay so is he going to is, we'll help you don't worry is well, that well, four, four titles we're working with then <laughs> well it's yeah. four different characters and then but he's going to start us off with talking about what the scenario yeah. is either mm-hmm. with the character or with a scene you, yeah. We might need a little direction. Basically, if a studio bought all these properties and was like, let's make a crossover sequel to all of them. All of them. Yeah. What would that look like? <laughs> Are you tired of cooking? 
Cool. You don't have to anymore. Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals that are chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and sent straight to your door. They are. With over 35 meal options to choose from each week, you'll never get bored. With midday snacks, smoothies, wellness shots, you'll be on your A-game all day long. Yeah. Uh, how, how do you like Factor? I love Factor, especially when we're doing things like this podcast taping, three in one day. Mm-hmm. I can just throw it in the microwave, and I'm good to go. And it keeps me on, like, you know, my health regimen. Yeah, I don't have time to cook. Never. I don't have time to cook at all. You don't even have time to be here right now. We don't <laughs> know how we got you here. <laughs> <laughs> it starts to weigh on you when every time you talk to someone, they're like, I know you're really busy and you don't have time. I'm like, yeah, oh, God. But that's why I have Factor, uh, so I can eat at least and keep myself alive. Exactly. Because Factor is way less expensive than takeout, and it takes so much less time than waiting at a drive-thru. Yes, without Factor, James would actually be dead meat. All you have to do is heat up the meal for two minutes and you're all set. That's right. You don't have to prep it. You don't have to cook it. You don't have to clean it up. Just toss it in the trash. Get out of there. That's exactly right. So if you would like some Factor Meals, head to factormeals.com slash screamdreams50 and use code screamdreams50 to get 50% off. That's why it's it's 50. It's a code (laughs) screamdreams50 at factormeals.com and yeah, Slash Scream Dreams 5-0 to get 50% off. That's right. Scream Dreams 5-0 Factor Meals. You won't regret it. <laughs> you know what's a nightmare? Dehydration. <sighs> yeah. You know what's an even worse nightmare? Plastic pollution. That's why we love Liquid Death and their evil mission to murder your thirst and kill plastic pollution. That's right. Their aluminum cans are as metal as they get. So (laughs) pick some up today because we all need something uh, refreshing to reach for when we wake up from a nightmare. It's true. Cheers. I'll pick first. Okay. No cheating. I like that you're adding the sound. I'm not looking. That ASMR. Okay, I have Hocus Pocus. Right. And you were talking about Hocus Pocus earlier, and that's right. a movie that I'm familiar with. Billy Butcherson, mm-hmm. the, Billy the yeah. goofy zombie. Mm-hmm. The goofy zombie, yeah, so yes. Lose your head. Before zombies were cool. I was. I, I yeah. love him. He's one of my favorites. Yeah, yeah, me too. I loved him dearly. Okay, my mouth, turn. Yeah, mouth sewn turn. shut for, mouth for a, sewn lot shut. Of it. a lot of it. Yeah. For a lot of it. And yeah. I finally opened it up at the at the end near the end and was like, oh. Okay, so I picked uh Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh, which we talked oh. about earlier as the silent uh gentleman who just smiled and tore hearts out and floated mm-hmm. around. Okay. So terrifying. Okay. That was a zombie that, and a silent gentleman. That was yeah. the one so that won far. them their Emmy, right? Was that episode? Well, it was, it was nominated. Nominated. Yeah, was, okay, yeah. Emmy nominated. I, I never watched Buffy, but I have seen that episode. So. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you. that, and was it Once More with Feeling? Is the Those musical. Oh, yeah. I feel like those are the two, the two fan favorites. Yeah. Yes. I, I love a good musical vampirism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pan's Labyrinth. Okay. Okay. Ooh, this, wow. that, really, so, that's your, I mean, to me, that's like. It was I the, don't know. That's your seminal role. I, I think just, it was the perfect movie. It was like it was history, know. relationship drama. It yeah. was fantasy, fairy tale, and a little bit of horror. A little it's bit. Very yeah. scary to me. Yeah. You were yeah. really yeah. scary to me, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. funny how the well, human as, uh, parts are are the scarier parts of that movie. They're yeah. the monsters. Well, as this yeah. character, yeah. or how do you do that? The pale man. Uh, yeah. 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 Uh, he was scary yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. But I, like really. But a Guillermo del Toro thumbprint is that the monsters are his heroes and the. 
the hu- there's a human that's gone off the rails. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, they're, it's yeah. like fascist. That, really, right? They're yeah. they're the usually the monster in his yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Shape of yeah. Water is like Shape of Water, right? Mm-hmm. Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon was a great. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, yeah. oh my god! Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, and the last one is. The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh! Okay, now the lesser, yeah. lesser known. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I was, had a cameo in that. Okay. Uh, uh, our lead actress, well, oh gosh, her name is going to escape me. A young, blonde, beautiful girl. Um, and we could look it up. You could look it up. You're sure. We, we uh, have our team back there. You can look it yeah, up. Crack crack team. Yes, crack team. Crack yeah, team on yeah. it over there. Yeah, yeah. She was also in Canadian Coyote Pop. Ugly, I think she was. Uh, oh. and, and, anyway, she was a, an FBI agent mm-hmm. who was going on an adventure. Uh, it was called The Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. So, uh, and I was uh, one of three of her co- FBI cohorts that got kidnapped and turned into vegetables. Oh. I was a carrot. There was a potato and a beet. So we were all, so when you meet us in the movie, we are in our vegetable state. Okay. Okay. We have well, a do we have a name? Renee Russo. Re, uh, uh, not Renee Russo. She played. Uh, she was. She was uh, Natasha. Piper. Oh. Piper. Lori. Parabo. Piper. Parabo. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Lovely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So I was. I was. I was the carrot. Okay. And it's, so we yeah, were, we should clarify yeah. when you say you were in a vegetative state. Uh, no, right. <laughs> but, but we were. We were kind of like this <laughs> and, and strapped down to chairs in a row. Okay. And then at it the was end. Double entendre. I like that we have a vegetable right. in our little scenario. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. So, okay. So, so we have a carrot. carrot. Oh, we have a uh-huh. carrot, the FBI agent. And okay. We have an FBI and I, agent. I morph back into my human self by the end when the spell yeah. is broken. Okay. 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 So there's that. We have a. Uh, a zombie. Focus, focus. Yeah, zombie. A fun, goofy zombie. We have a terrifying, silent. Heart terror outer smiler yes, guy. Yes, oh yeah, okay. Yes. And then and we have Pan's Labyrinth. So we have the pale man. We mm-hmm. also have a fawn in that. Yes, that I played. Yes, yes. Oh sure, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's oh, right. Let's not neglect that's that. That's, that's, okay. that's, uh, so that's five characters now. And then and then <laughs> uh, Rocky and Bull. Carrots. Is that all of them? Do we yes, get them? That's yes. all of them. Yeah. What did I have? Yeah. 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 Mm. There's okay. a lot there. Okay. So. So. <laughs> so. I feel like we shouldn't put this on our guests. I got an idea. To like start off. Okay. I got an idea. Okay. So, so, uh, Billy is awoken from the dead again. Yes. And, uh, the Sanderson sisters are, are in charge of him again. They're controlling him. Uh, and, and they say that he must go to the pale man's table and they say, don't, don't Don't eat anything. anything. But when he gets there, there's a carrot. Okay. And the carrot starts talking to him and asking for help. Because he's really an FBI agent. That's right. Yes. Right. Who, who was investigating oh. the pale man? The pale man for for the feds. Yeah. Uh, yes. Before he got turned yes. into a carrot. Right. Mm-hmm. And then and then you know, in this world, there the, these zombies who come back from the dead are also very hungry. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. the zombie kind of comes back and looks at that carrot and says, "I want to eat that carrot." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the carrot's talking, so he's like conflicted. Mm-hmm. Sure. You know, you know mm-hmm. it's like I eat something that's talking. It's like when you yeah. visit a, a farm and the chickens, you hear them cluck. You're like, ah, oh, shit. And the pale man kind of wants to eat the zombie, probably. Yeah. Uh-huh. So everyone's very so, hungry for each other. And yeah. then, of course, in comes you know the silent, smiling, hush creatures. Right. And they're try and they mime to Billy that it is okay to eat living things because they take hearts every year they're like trying to explain to him through sign language don't right. feel bad right just eat the carrot just yeah. eat the carrot right yeah that's really a human we have right. a lot of, a lot of characters who can't talk but you know they can uh, communicate okay. through We've your expressive acting yeah. well, uh, billy, billy butcherson does talk though. he does yeah, yeah. he's, he's kind of got a dusty voice mm-hmm. like that. so so yeah. He, yeah. he can give some verbal uh so, gentleman but, the pale man yeah. can't maybe maybe he's going to take over and what would he say to everybody about 
what's been going on? We've guide things. Oh my gosh, mm. I, I think he'd say, "Can't we all just get along and not yeah. eat each other?" I think maybe, yeah. maybe that's where Billy would. He'd be the sensible one of all of them. I yes. think. Okay. I think he would be. I all think right. this is also a good advertisement for Factor Meals. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because if, if Factor is late or you get the meal that you don't want, you can always eat the carrots that are undead. Mm-hmm. And um, no, but like you want Factor meals, you want you want to order Factor meals mm-hmm. with what the discount code Scream Dreams fifty because. Yeah. That's sure. Scream Dreams because, five zero. Because what's the five zero? Fifty for fifty percent off. Oh, oh, we get half yeah. off. Yeah. Oh, so yes, you yeah. want. Yeah. That's right. You yeah. want to eat the factor meals? Hashtag Scream Dreams five zero. Five zero. Um, because because that way you don't have to eat. You don't have carrots. to eat the people. Or and the that, zombies don't have to eat the brains. That's how it's oh resolved. So right. I through SpawnCon, Billy yes. just uh, breaks or, out the factor meals and gives one goes, to the pale. God, I have and gives my, the pale man and he some says, food. And he food. says, thank yeah. God I have this discount code because now I get yeah. 50% off so I can have double the amount of factor meals and now, feed now, everybody. Are factor meals delivered like a DoorDash kind of yeah, a thing? I think so, yes. Uh, so, uh, no, they're pre-made meals. Pre-made. You sign up for it. And they come every week, right? With no so, mess. I, what, we no cooking and, required. And no cooking and no cleaning and you just throw it away. Right. You know we could yeah. do too? We could we could all gather together and eat yeah. the delivery boy. Ooh. Right. Oh, right. Because he's yeah. probably he's, meals. That's the third Don't act eat twist. The delivery boy. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's that's their, that's their slogan. Factor meals, so good you'll want to eat, eat the, the delivery, delivery boy. boy. There you go. There's our slogan. Yeah. <laughs> this is amazing. Factor this that was a really good story. Macros. I think we could. Actually, make this. Movie. This would. Just, I, right? I would watch this movie. I would. Someone would fund it. This uh, factor uh, meals. Good, if you like our, you the sponsor will make you a movie. There you go. Yeah. Bring yeah. it in under yeah. two, and we'll get it made. <laughs> right. We already have an advertiser. It's great. Mm-hmm. It's great. This is great. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I want to be in your Hallmark movie uh, too. So we didn't talk about that. Yes. Yes, but but that that's another dream of mine, Barbara. Yeah. To work together. Is to work together in a Hallmark. Because when I first met you, I was like, oh, I. I know Doug Jones. I wonder if he knows me. And you were like, of course I know you. Barbara and I was like, Crampton, are you kidding me? No, but I was like, Doug Jones, you know, when I first met you. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, so, yeah, you know, hey, you know what? There, there's always, in, in Hallmark movies, there's always like a, a, a widower or a widow. Mm-hmm. And if I'm the widower, she could make, uh, we could do flashbacks. We've we could talked do, about ooh. it. We've talked about it. Yeah. Yeah. But we could, could, could have, but we could. I could be in your screen dreams. Yes. You could show up and yes. talk to me and give yeah. me advice. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. I've been wanting to make Doug the dad in a Hallmark Christmas yeah. movie <laughs> for some time to make this dream a reality. Right. We're putting it out into the ether. Oh. We're putting it out there. Okay. Maybe awesome. it will happen. And to play with Barbara Crampton on screen would be a dream for me. It would be a scream dream I'll play your dead wife. Yes. Okay. Yes. Park. Okay. okay, yes, I'll be screaming from, you know, the, the depths of yes. the, be- the beyond. Oh, okay. From beyond. From beyond. You know. Okay. Yes. Which exactly. is where you must return to now. Uh-oh. I, I, I must return to oh. the place from whence I came. Oh, so this magical entrance is going to be a magical yeah. exit? That's right. Oh. See you later. Oh. oh. There she goes. Well, that was something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, magic of effects. Yeah. Yeah, you're used to that magic of Barb. Uh-huh. I would I would say at this yes. point too. Yeah, what's next for you? I mean, yeah. that's what I mean when you when you are the Oscar winning <laughs> creep. Like what what's next? <laughs> what's more? Well, that that's why I was able to to say like maybe now is the time to start 
phasing out the rubber bits and the mm-hmm. rubber and the glue. I've been exposed to a lot of toxic chemicals. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. I'd love to just, like, yeah, be healthier. Uh, <laughs> but um, And then when Star Trek Discovery, uh, our final season five, will just be airing in uh, April. April mm-hmm. 4th is the start date for a weekly weekly episodes on Paramount+. Plus. And, uh, and that's our final season. So with that being over now, too, it's like, oh. Well, now I'm not living in Toronto nine months out of the year with rubber bits on. So mm-hmm. maybe I can take that off and be like, oh. And what we do in the shadows, uh, uh, season six is up. filming right now. And that's their final season. I'll be back for a few more yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. And once, and I've been through four different looks on that. Some rubber and glue, some not. Some just oh. me with a wig. So I don't know what stage we're going to be in for season six. I don't uh-huh. know what I'm going to look like just yet. So, But once that's over, then that'll be over. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh, well, then what's next is the great question, yeah. right? So more humans, yes. <laughs> uh, and, and you asked about a character that I haven't played that I would love to. And I think I would like to be a benevolent, uh, helpful angel, oh. whether their wings or not. Might be like a Clarence from, uh, yeah. you know, what was that movie? Uh, um, uh, uh, Christmas movie. Jimmy Stewart. It's a wonderful life. It's a wonderful life. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Clarence from It's a Wonderful Life, mm-hmm. or, uh, or 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 something more more visually stunning that has wings and and uh, and with a glow around me. I don't know, uh, but I did play an angel, the angel of death, in oh. Hellboy Two: The Golden a bit Army, yeah. which was w- wings, but I had like a very <laughs> very yeah. frightening face. Uh, so, but yeah, yeah so but something something kind and gentle. I think I you'd li- make a great benevolent I angel. I think so Thank too. You. Yeah. Thank I you. Think so too. I don't know what in, but yeah. You I'm, are an angel, Dr. Oh, Jones. Thank see you how for you are. being with us today. This oh, is it has like been such, my pleasure. such a light, truly. Well, Wait. thank you for well, thinking. Speaking finding... of light. Oh my gosh, oh. we almost forgot to ask. That's right. What? You want to ask it? What? Oh, yeah, what? well, on this, on this podcast, we talk about fears, and, and you said that you, you don't have a lot that scares you, but for the things that do, is there a nightlight in your life, something that keeps you going, something that you look forward to uh, every day when you wake up and that just drives you. Oh, right. I, uh, well, that would be my, my the lovely Mrs. Lori. We've been married for, it'll be 40 years in April. 40 years, oh, Old people say that. <laughs> We've been married for 40 years. You gotta use that voice. Um, yeah, uh, uh, no, uh, the older we get together, uh, the more we're like really, really happy that the other one's there. Oh, so that, that gives me a reason to wake up for sure. That's for fantastic. Sure. Yeah. That and my faith in God, and we share that together as well. So yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Good. Well, thank you for being here. This, oh my gosh, I wish you were here with us every time. You're just <laughs> oh, the best. You really, the really love. are. I we, love you so you much. You get bored of my stories. No, <laughs> I don't think so. Sure. I don't think so. I think we could talk to you for Aww, days. If you, you liked this interview, please like, comment, subscribe, mm. write in about your favorite Doug Jones film or creature or just the characters he's played out of makeup because he's also such a brilliant actor. We've all, right. I think we can say this, we worked together, the three of us, on a small film recently, we which we're really excited about. I think it's called "If It Bleeds." They announced something. If it bleeds today. is the, yeah. is the and the, uh, it's an anthology of three shorts. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and, that uh, we all are involved in in little bits. I got to play a, 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 a wacko a, a doctor, uh, right? Yes. Cosmetic surgeon. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yes, and you don't have prosthetics. I did not have prosthetics. No. On. I just looked kind of off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you can subscribe to our Patreon. We is that, or you can become a patron. A patron. A patron. On Patreon. On Patreon. You had it right the first time. Uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, where we put extended episodes, ad-free episodes, all sorts of fun stuff. You can. I'm missing the last one. I think. Ring the bell. Thank you. They got it. You can do that. Just uh, so make sure you uh, get the new uploads in your feed. Yeah, that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but until next time, I am. 
Catherine Corcoran. And I'm James A. Janice. I don't know which one we're looking at. One I month. guess this one. <laughs> be sure to leave the light on. Yeah, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Ha 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 